Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of the individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Jerry. getting worse and worse, so to resort to this. Thanks, everybody. Good to see you. You too. I struggle with my speech because I've resorted to reading what I wrote. I'm speaking today mainly towards newcomers and any any of you who are struggling. Since my early 20s, I had a problem keeping my weight in control. An addiction exists when a person needs to use a substance to already alleviate their anxiety constantly in order to get through the day whether it be food, drugs, sex, sex, uh, alcohol, gambling, whatever. I hit on a very effective but temporary solution in engaging in or ingesting a substance that altered my mood, relieving my distress. I became dependent on this quick solution rather than experience in integrating life's difficult and challenges. As a consequence, I never fully matured. (coughs) I always had a frustrating family life. Both parents screamed, kicked my shoes, whatever. My parents were kids when I was born. My mother was 16, my father was 15. At 13, my doctor suggested I lose 20 pounds, which I did promptly. During my college days, I began to lose my belief in God, but I felt I, I, I felt I was very spiritual. I thought because I didn't have a higher power to lean on that I was superior to others. I continued experimenting with fad diets, the days I would live on only chicken, beef, fish, or cooked vegetables. I did the grapefruit diet. I I tried exercise, low-calorie behavioral techniques, Psychotherapy. I, I, I took different colored pills from a doctor diet, only to become blind for 16 or 17 hours at a time. Tried other diet doctors, 
agitation in my ear, hypnosis. My, my weight kept growing in me and it, until I just yelled at you. <laughs> I went and signed up for the place who had a diet. And she said, she tried all the food. I failed at all the attempts. I remember I, I told a therapist who, who rarely spoke, just listened. I thought the only way I could lose weight was to be tied in a straitjacket. Once an acquaintance men mentioned OA, and I promptly dismissed that thought. I didn't really care for the woman who told me that. I'm very spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow I managed to remember OA, and I called for their meeting schedule. Tuesday, I went to my first OA meeting. No one showed up. I was really angry. There was a large book on the carpet table. I took the book. It was a big book. I justified my actions by feeling deprived of my precious time. So much for my spiritualism. <laughs> I found out that I was one and a half hours early for that meeting. <laughs> the next time I came to the 7.30 p.m. Wednesday night meeting at Tom's Park, it was a wooden structure with 50, 60 people, coffee breaks, and a two-hour meeting. It was a fabulous meeting. Uh, that turned out to be my home meeting. Uh, that was before the the uh, rehab books. Library. Thank you. There were people of various weights who were smiling, shaking hands, hugging. I thought that there was a definite catch to it. When the seven tradition bas basket was passed around, I thought it was a money-making scheme. <laughs> Actually, really, I thought there was a mass hypnosis. <laughs> the woman speaker was fascinating. And and so unbelievably honest. I was mesmerized. I left stunned. I disliked all the people, but couldn't wait to get the following Wednesday. <laughs> I noticed the meeting starts with a prayer. I thought these people don't waste a minute pushing to God's stuff. 
started the program over and realized that began what, it, what began for me as a source of temporary relief from un- uncomfortable feelings had become an essential part of my life. The capacity to control my behavior was lost. My life, without the temporary relief that it provides, really became unbearable. It was so sad for me, giving us up to this wonderful scene. I used to have sugar three or six times a day. Abstinence was necessary for me, not because of any allergy to sugar, but because when I begin experiencing life, without resorting to sick sickness, I'm able to grow psychologically and spiritually. My present sponsor suggested I add some sugar tomorrow, but could I possibly not have any today? <coughs> it sounds like a game of semantics, but I tried it. Maybe then I really had a body that gave me a real chance of having a choice. This is why coming to terms with my addiction has to involve spiritual work, the essence of which is willingness to face rather than avoid pain and suffering. By my working the 12 steps, psychic transformation. All I needed was the open-mindedness and, and willingness to investigate. And step two, some power greater than human, some call God, to relieve a person's condition Working step two, I believe I'm able to to develop a contact with the power within that's greater than my ego. And step three, as with with two, involves an action. Step three involves making a decision. I decide to change the basis on which I live. The change comes through working the remaining steps. I learned after many years of writing forth in ten-step steps that I was not to find all, all 
you know, I was about to find out all the negative aspects of myself. But these habits of mine could lead to unskilled ways of corresponding my inner and outward self. Deeply ingrained attitudes. As long as I was harbored these resentments and resenting fantasies, I always had a trunk full of explosives ready towards any way I that I perceived negatively towards them. I was ready to look to see the quality I was lying to. I can't change my impulse by myself. Only only when I recognize my need and willingness to have a spiritual formation with the help of my higher power. Without this transformation, for me was destined to fail. While all the times I choked off my inner self and struggled, I still kept going to meetings, thinking I might feel better. Years ago, years ago, I was not sure I should think much. Some people seemed to have trouble with the fourth step. At first, I wrote up a story, one thing after another, about all the things I confused doing. My sponsor very patiently explained I was to write all the things I did to them. Looking back, Years later, I began to realize as long as I viewed my habits of mind negatively, they caused more and more pain and guilt. I turned to the three temporary relief. Bill W. used many Christian references as to the fourth step and the soul of God. Pointed out that there are other equally valid methods of, of defining character defects. Many AA members did not and would not accept a, a traditional approach to character. And Bill W. pointed out that. There are equally other valued methods of defining character defects. He wrote, Having religious training such a list would set forth serious violations of moral principle. From others, the state of this list as deceptive Still others will call it an index of maladjustment. 
That's from the Crow and Staff. Good page, 48. Later in the Crow, he crows again at the section. His, the suggestion is made that self-centered fear is the chief activator of our powers of detail. What we fear is the hurting of our courage and inflated ego. Bill W. put it in, in the following way. Character defect is ego. Character defect inherent fear is Thank you. Having been the primary cause of drinking and failure at life, that I'm left now willing to work hard at the elimination of the worst of these defects, both sobriety and peace of mind, or losing that all faulty foundations of life would have to be torn out and build anew on bedrock. Bedrock. I haven't had these honest with <laughs> I think many of us have gone through trouble trying to get rid of these defects. If suffered in trying to split the mind of the psyche into good and bad. I always thought that. Consequently, people take the code of others, usually authority figures, and break, keep breaking their abstinence by, by trying for 100% perfection. Psychologists of moral of moral development shoot for a more inner directive sense of which is which actions are skillful and which are not. The person who knows members who are not very overweight or underweight, yet keeping keep breaking their abstinence. I love that Bill W. said, character, you see, character, character defect, representing instincts gone astray. I love that. Actions are either skillful and helpful are they not? For me, 
recover, release, acceptance, and integration of all the parts of himself. In the Buddhist tradition, character defects are referred to as defilements. Rather than fighting to rid myself of what could be unacceptable or bad within, I have learned to use the steps to effect transformation of my character defects and integrate all these elements into my consciousness. The healing work of the program or a process to begin becoming whole. Integrating character defects begins with acceptance, not judgment and translation. Healing my emotional and spiritual requires a gentle, loving awareness. I constantly strip away my protective defects often painful approaches to compassion and self-forgiveness. Even though in the beginning of in the beginning of recovery it, it allowed me to move forward in self-awareness and self-acceptance. Spiritual healing cultivates the human heart. In step five, we're given to God our character, as many human beings in the world and live in the world. The exact nature of our lives. The big book in the 12 and 12 stress the importance of sharing the fourth step inventory that by frequent compulsive eating I can't keep these matters secret. The big book says is to be an alcoholic. If we skip this vital step we, we may not overcome these. Step five seemed okay to me, except the first part. For God, I had read the, the, the step five by myself and got nowhere. And I realized I didn't believe in God. I also wasn't reading that. All I was doing was coming to meetings. Clearly, to have a, a, a belief in a higher power. I reread some of my college papers and read some authors and started to think of a higher power. Sort of, sort of, sort of um, growing up, we were filled with a punishing God. And people were always bowing down, praying to him. 
not just mowed or kill everybody, or blind or disfigured, etc. The first three years, all I did was come to meetings. I sat in the back, never stayed with a holding hand later. I was a musician, hip, quick, cute, cute, hip, from New York with a deflated ego. I made lots of children. My confession of my wrongs to my higher power was to strengthen my contact with the higher power. I learned my sponsors did all the same process. We were a compulsive eater. We weren't trained to trust people. He readily accepted the basic quoted me. I was no longer a compulsive eater. At the end of the reading of my fourth <coughs> step, my sponsor gave me a hug. He stepped out of his car and he lit a fire to my paper. I felt that cold too. My wife and I went to his wedding and he saw them at meetings. There was a time when he no longer was my sponsor. And I called him Occasionally, sometimes when he was going dungeon and he had been, always positive. Greetings. And he slowly, wearily, slowly experiencing his endless life. to simply ask for wounds. I asked for self-forgiveness to expose my character defects, accept my aggressiveness 
surprised, acknowledge our impatience with judgmental awareness. I'm not able to choose actions I see here. I can choose examples in my mind and don't worry. It's been wonderful as to my physical situation. Just step to me to commit to be willing to let go of my defenses. Then I was ready to take action in my recovery. And step seven to this discussion, ending with a prayer. It says we have been completed for present. In the book of 12 and 12, there's talk about humility. Step seven requires facing unpleasant emotions and memories. Humility, to me, is an expression of the capacity to surrender, to yield to a power greater than oneself. For a long time, I would confuse humility with deprivation. When I would feel inferior to anyone, it's an expression of egocentricity. It's no better or worse than leaving myself superior to others. The goal of spiritual work is holiness. is not a dirty word. I said my healthy ego, not my inflated ego. I tried to cope with a self-respect. Self-esteem by not identifying with any humility by the power and wisdom of my higher power within. It sounds like I'm high and mighty, but I have to trust my higher power and constantly work on my ego by being aware, by reading seven-step prayers, reading spiritual literature, and 